This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Monday to all the ticket listeners out there. I'm Jake Bakovin, alongside the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland. And we are on the block, ready for another week of sports talk and, and action to bring to you. Of course, plenty going on with the NBA playoffs, uh, Husker football adding commit over the weekend. But most importantly, you have your Big Ten softball champions from over the weekend, Nebraska, getting it done with a victory over Michigan there in East Lansing. And obviously they're moving on. I guess not too much time to celebrate as you move on to uh, to the tournament. I guess that's a good place to start with you, Strick. Um, first of all, I uh, hope you had a good weekend and I uh, hope you're getting settled back in there. But uh, how you know you you've kind of had this experience too. How long does it? How long do you get to celebrate a tournament championship when you have uh, you know more play to be had in the next week? Well, let, let's let's be real about it here tonight, uh, today, this afternoon. Um, Nebraska softball in 2022, they win their first ever Big Ten conference tournament. And so I remember what it was like to win the first Big Eight tournament uh, for our sport. And I'm sure they're elated. They're they're ecstatic. They're feeling just on cloud nine, especially doing it the way that they had to do it. Right. They they had two comeback victories uh, earlier in the tournament. And then you're facing a strong Michigan Wolverine team. And you you have to, like, look at that whole situation. I mean, they got out to a little lead and it ends up being a tie game. They find themselves in some trouble. And they had with the pitcher that was actually, I think, pitching at the time. It was uh, I want to say it wasn't Courtney. But Courtney came in and finished it off. Uh, who was the gosh darn? Oh, Olivia, Olivia Farrell, Olivia Farrell. She started off, had a wonderful game, had a stellar, uh, you know, performance throughout the game, uh, giving up only three hits in six innings. Phenomenal. Set the table for them to be able to be in the game. And then you have Courtney Wallace that came in and finished it off, but came in under <laughs> duress, right? Yeah. Walks walks somebody um, and then had had another uh, a player get on. I think it might have been a hit by pitch. And now you find there's two runners on base with no outs and just – laid the fire down and 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 put in the work and the the defense everybody they finish it off which helped them to secure that game i mean michigan i mean they had runners on base all night long and they just weren't able to to get it done and and that's kudos to the husker women who were resilient all year uh finishing with a with a 40 win season for the first time since 2014 and 
uh, leaving this year with a 40 and 14 record. Some would say that was unexpected. Some would be looking at the men's side to have done something of similar nature, but the women did it. They got it done. Shout out to the women. And now they've got to wait. They're going to have, I think they're going to have their, um, their watch parties uh, coming up to see where they land. Hopefully they will be able to raise their bar. I think uh, the men got shafted a little bit last year and, and hopefully the women will be able to put themselves in a, in a, in a little different regional. So they're not having to face anybody that's like Oklahoma or something. They're actually in the Oklahoma state regional. So they avoided Oklahoma. So that's good. Ah, perfecto. Yeah. So now they, now I think that they, they've got a chance to make a little run at it. If they keep playing the way that they're playing and keep hitting timely hitting, um, you know, shoot what, uh, I think I want to say Yabara. Is that that how you pronounce it? Yabara, you know, came to the plate, man, and blasted one. And runner at first said, "Look, we're 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 going to end this thing right now," and just took off. Just happened to go over the outstretched arms of the defender, and you know, uh, uh, Billy Andrews. <laughs> got to smoking and, and, and rounded all the bases and ended the game. So man, shout out to the women, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have come home, got to reading some of my articles and looking at it. I know we'd kind of been watching it over the weekend, but um, I didn't get a chance to watch it and I would have liked to, but I got a chance to read about it and I'm excited for the women. Yeah, it's very cool. Anytime any program went to a Big Ten championship, it deserves a, a lot of uh, a lot of celebration. Um, and for softball to do that, that was crazy. A uh, newt off the text line says, "I'm 40 years old and can still remember the smile and celebration of Strick after winning that Big Eight championship." So, kind of going back to that, did you guys? I mean, obviously, that's a different sport, and you know, maybe different, you know, different kind of things to take into it. But do you celebrate for the weekend and then get going on Monday, or do you do you really start to prepare on Sunday when you kind of learn? who your next opponent's going to be, uh, you know, with that quick turnaround. I, I think, I think the emotion of it for us, the first time of, of doing something like that, I think it weighed heavy on us. I, I think, um, and then the short turnaround and then having to go out to New York and, and, and do that, that type of trip and travel, I, 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 you know, and then the short turnaround, it wasn't very long. I mean, we didn't have too much time to prepare. I think we ended up playing the Thursday game. Uh, it was either the Wednesday or the Thursday. So we didn't have much time, man. And so, um, you know, after you have three hard battles that we had, I mean, a really good Oklahoma game. And you're a running team. I mean, that's how we played. We're a running team. Um, then the emotions of of having to take out Missouri and then the physicality of just having to battle who was the eventual, eventual uh, Final Four team in Oklahoma State having to physically battled that team who was very strong and physical, especially on the, on the interior with the players that they had. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think if, if, if they, you know, the staff really sits them down, just really say, Hey, enjoy it, but we've got to get back to work. And let's remember that this isn't, you know, the starting, this isn't, you know, the last of what we need to accomplish. This is only the beginning. So get your minds ready, get back focused understand what we need to do, then get into studying, you know, who you're going to face there in that regional first off and put in the work. 
Yeah, and, and uh, again, congratulations to the, the softball team for winning uh, the championship. Uh, we've got a, a busy day for you here on the block. I uh, can't wait for Sed Sabalas to join the show uh, around 525. I think he's when he's going to be set to join. He'll, he'll stick with us throughout the remainder of the show. Huge uh, weekend game sevens in the NBA playoffs. Um, so we'll we'll break all that well, down. It was, at the it was a heavenly seven. Yeah. I mean, there was four, uh, uh, five NHL game sevens. That's right, two. too. Two basketball seventh heaven. I mean, it was it was a <laughs> lot of game sevens popping off, uh, a lot of surprise and and definitely um, surprises in the NBA game sevens that really weren't as tight as what you would have thought in a game yeah. seven they would be. Yeah, it is kind of uh, underwhelming, I suppose, for the buildup, but uh, I can't complain as a Celtics fan, and, and ultimately, yeah. uh, I don't really like CP3, so I kind of had fun yesterday altogether. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, other than that, we also have a Sip, so he'll he'll talk talk a little bit about that, but also Sip's going to talk about uh, a little about n- uh, Nebraska's newest recruit from over the weekend. It's gotta be, it's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> it's Kane Williams. From out of nowhere. Uh, oh, 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 I thought, I thought it was going to be the mass marauder. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, that might that might be where I got the sound clip from. But Kane Williams. He is masked. He is masked. Yeah, he does have a mask. Maybe he could play into it and get one of those, like, uh, you know, on his face mask or something, get some, some flames on there or something. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's probably heard that a lot. It's kind of like, uh, do you well, have – say he's a hard hitter. I yeah. Mean, say he's a hard hitter, I mean, so he may be laying some, some flames down. Yeah, bring out. the fire. Is there bring anything the that uh, – I'm sure he hears that all the time, though. Is there any, like, name that you have that you just get every time? For me, being Jake, I get Jake from State Farm um, weekly. It's it's the same, you know, the khakis joke. I hear it all the time, but I understand when – when people run into me, um, they you know they, they kind of get excited. Some people start to just you know, oh, the State Farm commercial. Do you have anything that's just synonymous with an Eric or something? No, nothing for me. Um, but you know, like I, I I think the biggest nickname I thought I took a a, a liking to. Um, you know, I get it from all <laughs> all different. I mean, it's E Bone, E Strick. I had Hollywood when oh, I was yeah. in high school. Um, but the one I think that I really liked um, for Strick was Strick Nine, right? Oh yeah. And Strick Nine is is a, it's a rat poison basically, and what it does is it kills you softly, it kills you slowly. Like so, what my teammates when they call me Strick Nine, and and you, I'm sure said will say it, and he'll say something like he. So when he says when he comes on, and he'll probably say it, he'll say Nine. Oh, okay. That's what he's re- he's re- he's referring to strychnine because that's what they used to call me. Because what I would do is I would come in and just give you just give you that silent work, and I'd end up with twenty or something on you, and you'd be like, "Damn, where did that come from?" So that's that's kind of where they 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 name me that. But uh, on the Sutter Hammond text line, hit us up, man. What is the name? What are names out there that kind of pop out at you that you know is synonymous with a, a, a player? Whenever you hear that name, you think about uh, you know a, a, a commercial or um, a person or a place or anything like that at 402-464-5685. We'd love to hear a few of them and, and reference them here on the show as well. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's the one I think that stayed with me. Did you ever think about, uh, because of that nickname, uh, going to the jersey number nine? No, um, I think I was pretty stuck on 20. 2021 was pretty much what it was going to be for me if I could help, if I could do it. Yeah. Uh, the only times I shifted is because there's no way I'm taking Allen Houston's 20. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to New York, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, they got a, too many jerseys sold already. I mean, that one. No, yeah. no. Nah. 
So that's not happening. So that's when I shifted to 25 and, um, and then I, I kept 25 when I went over to uh, Vancouver. So that was outside of 2021. That was the only time that I didn't ever get, get, get my number. Did they, did you ever have the, the situation you see in the locker room from time to time where a guy really wants a number and, and put some money down to a teammate, whether it was you or a teammate, did you ever see that? Mm. The only time that happened is because I came late being that I was a veteran. I could have really pulled some cards on him, but he was, he was, he was the rookie. He was their first round draft pick. And that was in Indiana with Fred Jones. Fred Jones ended up taking 20. Um, I come, I'm signed after he's already been drafted. They've already presented his number. So, you know, I I offered to pay him for it, but, you know, he he wanted to stick it out. But I I said, (laughs) you know, I get it. Yeah, that's understandable. I could understand that. And so I was willing to just shift to 21. I mean, 21 had been my Husker number, so that wasn't a a major issue for me. Is there a reason you you liked those numbers or just kind of what you did as a child? Um, No, I mean, listen, uh, there was a player that – and if he's listening, I mean, some of the listeners will probably know they'll be able to understand this, but his name was Billy Richards. My coach's name was Lanny Richards uh, at Bellevue West and Lanny Richards was, um, was coaching and his son, Billy Richards was playing. So as a, as a young seventh and eighth grader, I'd go to the Bellevue West games and I just thought he was just so smooth and he was left. He was a lefty like me. Like I thought he had just one of the prettiest jumpers, left jumpers. And then he he would go to the rim and he had this killer left hand finger roll that I was just like, I tried to duplicate my whole, I think I tried to duplicate it my whole career. I don't think I could ever get it as nasty as his, but he would, he would just spin that roll and it was just so smooth. And so he wore 20. And so I was like, dang, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where, where it kind of <laughs> came from. Billy Richards, shout out. If anybody's listening, tell him Stricky told him. He he had a little bit of a little bit of influence on street. There you go. <laughs> uh, off the text line, Ben says, "As someone named Ben, I get Ben Dover a lot." So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not that's, too bad. <laughs> that's no bueno. Yeah. Uh, Clayton John sends a Jake the Snake uh, uh, gif. I also yeah, I get Jake the Snake from time to time. That's actually why I like uh, the Arizona Cardinals is Jake the Snake Plumber. Uh, was, there's not too many Jake athletes when I was growing up, so I you yeah. know I took I took to him. Uh, so that's, that's two good, good ones. Yeah. So those are some good ones. Uh, Continue to to send those in, 402-464-5685. As we kind of got off the path there from Kane Williams, though. Uh, Kane Williams, the big uh, signee transfer um, from Alabama. Anybody that gets an Alabama scholarship and and a a a scholarship from Nick Saban certainly deserves a look. And and the Husker football team brought him in for the weekend, and he thought it was cool enough that he's going to go ahead and and sign up. And now he can play. On the spot, Bob. Yeah, he can play right away, too. He yeah no listen he went I think he went to Kansas before he came up here he got off the plane got in he was there with another um, Alabama recruit so it was kind of a dual uh, package he on the spot said I'm here I was like whoa that's listen that that that's good that bodes well you know for uh, the program I think and and go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, no, it, it, it is very interesting, and it kind of goes back to, you know, what we used to say is just get them to campus um, so they can see Lincoln is not what they think it is and, and right. just how uh, how much backing it gets from the community for, uh, you know, Husker football. It is interesting. We'll see, because you mentioned kind of Stephen Wynn there, uh, also uh, was set to take a visit from Alabama, his teammate. Hopefully this helps in that, com- you know, combination type of thing, uh, but you never know that. You just like to get one, but it's interesting, too, 
and, and I can't wait to ask, you know, sip some of these questions too, but um, it's not necessarily a position of need. Do you think that they decided to go get this guy for more of a long-term building thing with also the, the pitch that, hey, the playing time's there if you need it? Um, or do you think that this is, you know, going to the draft type of deals is best player available? Don't, don't necessarily look at need. I mean, you got to patch your holes here too, but if you get a chance at a, at a young safety that um, obviously, again, uh, you know, had Nick Saban's eyes at one point in time, uh, maybe you go ahead and, and, and roll the dice with him. Well, one, one of the things is, I mean, we, we've really got to break it down. I mean, you lose Cam Taylor Britt, you lose Deontay Williams, you lose Markel Dismuke. You didn't have much depth at that safety position anyway. When Williams went down, when he hurt his shoulder in the first game, they made it pretty difficult in that secondary as far as how they were going to make adjustments. I mean, um, when, when when you look at the totality of it, I mean, they're 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 looking at Marcus Marquise Bu- 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 Buford, yeah, um, possibly leaning there as one of those spots, and then, uh, but he's pretty effective at corner at the time. Um, you got Deshaun Singleton, uh, Noah Pola Gates, Kobe Bretts, and uh, Jaden Gould, yeah. right? Miles Farmer too. None of them. Yeah, and so not not many of them are really. Um, secure i think in 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 who's going to be that guy um they say williams has pretty good coverability he's he's a big guy he hits well um they want him to do a little bit better in his wrap-ups a little bit especially in the big 10 you're coming down downhill or you're 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 getting closer to the line and you know you got to be able to put some of those big 10 running backs down uh so they want him to do a little bit better there but i think that that can be uh worked on uh, so to get him in, I'm sure get him in as soon as possible, get him acclimated to the the secondary and the position and what they require of him. Uh, but I think they're going to need them to be pretty balanced. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that some of the safeties prior to uh, Dismuke and Deontay Williams were great cover guys. They were really good and run run um, defense and coming up and, you know, stopping plays and, you know, solid on tight ends for the most part. But um, I think some of these other guys may have a little bit coverability you know, better so they can handle guys in the slot, which they're going to have to do in the big 10, the, the slot guys in the big 10 are, are, you know, really tough. So yeah. Um, yeah, to have that depth is something that's trem- you know, was awesome. Four years of this kid, four years, you can yeah. get him for four years. Um, hopefully he'll be able to have a Cam Taylor Britt type of uh, career when he comes into Nebraska. Yeah, that, that's the hope. And, and just a, a great get and exciting uh, for him just to take the visit and, and commit on the spot. So very cool stuff. Uh, let's talk with uh, Stephen M. Simple about it a little bit. We have a few different questions I have for him, including uh, Nebraska's collectives. They've got a collective on their of their own, and the NCAA is trying to come down on that. So I'm going to ask a little bit about that, of course, about Kane Williams and, and all stuff, Husker sports and, and maybe a little bit of national sports, too. That's coming up next. Stephen M. Sipple uh, will be joining us here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.